Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. According to the divine revelation, God's salvation is in three stages. The children of Israel experienced these three stages on their way into the good land. And the picture painted by their experience in the Old Testament provides us with a roadmap into the full salvation of God in our spirit. We'll look at these three stages of salvation on today's Life Study of the Bible, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. And Gary Kaiser has returned for another exploration of the riches from the book of Hebrews. Welcome back once again, Gary. Thank you, Matt. Gary, of course, Hebrews is a book in the New Testament, but it draws upon many Old Testament types and pictures to convey its New Testament message. We're going to follow the exodus of the Israelites today. I wonder if you'd give us a quick sketch of this story just to refresh our listeners and include, if you would, the parallel to the three parts of man as they are related to the three stages the children of Israel pass through. Well, I believe that the uh, listeners are really in for a treat today, Matt. This realization that there are three stages in our relationship with the Lord. And many times we're stuck on one or two of the stages and fail to realize God has something more for us. There's a going on needed to be taken there. And this is seen in the type of the children of Israel as they came out of Egypt, went into the wilderness, passing through the wilderness into the good land. The first stage course, is the deliverance from Egypt, the deliverance from Pharaoh, indicating our deliverance from Satan and the world. Uh, And that first stage, of course, relates to our physical being. We are in bondage through our flesh. There is a deliverance that is accomplished by the giving of the lamb, the Passover lamb, the blood of the lamb, and even the eating of the lamb for our going on. Amen. The matter of being saved from the perdition has been taken care of. We are saved. We are redeemed. But we may be redeemed and still stuck in the world. The second stage is the stage in which the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And that stage indicates a sanctifying presence of God for us. That is, God is sanctifying now the second part of our being, our soul, or the reality of that being, which is our person. So the soul needs sanctifying. The soul needs transformation. Amen. And this process is indicated by 
the children of Israel passing through the wilderness. The third stage is the entrance into the promised land. That is the goal of God's salvation. We're entering into the good land, which is the all-inclusive Christ. This takes place in our innermost part, in our spirit. And there in our spirit, we become mingled with God. This is a tremendous truth we need to get into. I appreciate you giving that uh, introductory word, Gary. It's helpful. Most Christians are familiar with that story. To see it unveiled in this light is marvelous. So let's join Witness Lee for today's life study. According to the whole revelation of the Bible, God's salvation is of three stages. It is a matter of a process with the children of Israel, we all have seen from the Bible, there were three places. Egypt, wilderness, and the good land of Canaan. By that type, as a picture, we can see the full salvation God intended that the children of Israel may partake of was one with three places in Egypt. What they have partaken of was just the first stage of God's salvation. They were saved, number one, from God's eternal judgment. And they were saved, number two, from the Egyptian tyranny, from the Egyptian bondage, slavery. They took the Passover and they crossed the Red Sea. At the Passover, God's judgment passed over them. And the, the Red Sea, they had a full exodus from Egypt. They were saved. But look at the picture. They were just saved. 33%. One third of God's full salvation. They were saved from God's judgment. And they were saved from Pharaoh's slavery. But how about God's eternal purpose? God's expression? How about God's dominion? You couldn't see this. Because the tabernacle was not built yet. And God's divine government was not set up on this earth. They didn't have anything to express God to represent God. Nothing accomplished for God's eternal purpose. So they needed God's salvation further after the salvation in Egypt they were brought into another stage to enjoy God's salvation in a further way. They had eaten the meat of the Passover lamb. They also ate the unleavened bread. But they never ate the heavenly manna. And they never drank the living water out of 
the smitten rock. They had some dear experience, sweet enjoyment of Christ, but that was just the beginning. They need to enjoy Christ more, so they were brought into the second stage, which was fully signified by the second place, the wilderness. Egypt represents the world, the wilderness signifies our wandering soul. When we believed in the Lord, we got saved, we got regenerated in our spirit. We had the joy of forgiveness within us. Right after that, we all had the experience. We got into our wilderness our soul. The children of Israel, they enjoyed heavenly manna and the living water when they were in the wilderness. Both were types of Christ. Then, after the wandering in the wilderness, they crossed the water of the Jordan River. After crossing, they entered into the third stage. Here, in the third stage, in the gold land of Canaan, they enjoyed something more. The rich produce of the rich land of Canaan. Gary, every child that's gone through a Sunday school class is familiar with the story of Moses leading the children of Israel away from Pharaoh and out of Egypt. But as a type of our own salvation experience, what's the danger just to stop at this point in our Christian life? Well, Matt, I think that the listeners should have a kind of shock to hear that they may be only one-third saved, that they have actually even not completed that one-third of their salvation. It's really tragic to see redeemed people who have experienced the blood of Jesus, who have experienced the faith in the Lamb, but they're still in the world, still in bondage to Satan, still carrying out things according to the culture of the world. Reminds me of Paul's word in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 21. This, therefore, I say and testify in the Lord, that you no longer walk as the Gentiles also walk in the vanity of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance which is in them, because of the hardness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness in greediness. But you did not so learn Christ If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him as the reality is in Jesus. So here Paul warns, we may enter into a kind of half salvation, but our living still mimics that of those around us. We are living as the Gentiles live. We are living in Egypt. We've never gotten out. 
It may be a surprise to our listeners also to realize that the world here includes religious practices so that we may be practicing a kind of salvation, a kind of experience of living in a religious way, but without the reality of Christ. Amen. Gary, we have more stages in God's full salvation ahead. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. By the Bible, we can see God depicted a clear situation to us by the type of the salvation Israel enjoyed. They had been eating manna, manna, manna nearly 40 years, day by day. But after they entered into the good land, the very next day, that heavenly thing stopped. They started to enjoy the rich produce of the good land. All these are types of the riches of Christ. All these rich enjoyments of Christ in three different stages for what? For the subduing of the good land and the building up of the temple. After the temple was built, there was an expression of God among men on this earth. There was also a divine government among men on this earth. So the full salvation of God with all the rich enjoyment of Christ is for what? Is for the Sabbath. It's for God's expression and God's kingdom. As long as God's expression is here with God's kingdom, that is the Sabbath day. All these three stages of God's salvation are for God's expression and God's kingdom. That God may have a real rest with his saved people. Now, we come to ourselves. You can see the actuality of our salvation is 100% according to the type of the salvation to Israel. Also, three stages in three places. I would rather say, you know, three parts of our being. We are justified through the blood of Jesus. And we are separated from the world. But still, so much we are in the soul. The New Testament tells us after we be justified, after we've been regenerated, we need to be sanctified and to be transformed. Our soul, that is our being, needs to be transformed, need to be sanctified, need to be saturated with all what Christ is. Christ at the divine essence today has been sown into our spirit 
And this divine essence has to get out of spirit and get into our soul. To saturate our soul, even to permeate our soul, our soul will be fully transformed with the divine element. This transformation is that the divine essence of Christ has been wrought into you. In Leviticus chapter 2, where it talks about the meal offering, it says the fine flour is to be mingled with the oil. Look at the picture. We know fine flour signifies the humanity. And the oil signifies the divinity. Oh, in God's economy, God's intention is to have our humanity be mingled with his divinity. Amen. We are the fine flour and he is the oil. And the two will be mingled together. This mingling is the transformation. This is not a kind of a moral correction. This is the humanity firstly cleansed by the redeeming blood. And secondly, mingled with the anointing oil. And eventually, we become sanctified. We become made holy. Not only positionally, but also dispositionally. It's marvelous. It is here in this stage that we enjoy Christ as the heavenly man. That we enjoy Christ, the life-giving spirit, as the living water that comes out of the cleft rock, which is Christ himself. It is here, in this transformation stage, we are enjoying Christ in a richer and more subjective way. We don't trust in our correction. What we trust in is this marvelous transforming work. We, with unveiled face, beholding and reflecting as a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into His image from glory to glory, as from the Lord Spirit. We all need this. This is the second stage of our salvation. Hallelujah, we have passed this first stage, and now we are passing through the second stage. Gary, the stage of the Israelites wandering through the wilderness is marked by many miraculous experiences, the manna appearing every morning and the smitten rock, just to name a couple. But is the experience of God in a miraculous way, really the point of this stage of God's salvation for us. It's really exciting and inspiring to see what is God's real purpose in this matter of salvation of our soul. That is, there is the possibility that we may have absolutely gone through God's first stage of salvation. We may 
have not only been redeemed and not only purchased by his blood, but we may be also have left Egypt. We may be somewhere in the wilderness. We are still living in our soul. We're doing everything according to what we understand, according to what we think, rather than really enjoying this rich Christ, eating the manna, having a change in our diet, and drinking the living water out of the living rock. This kind of experience is going to change who we are. It's going to transform our soul. Our soul needs to become holy, not just our position, but our disposition. Our disposition, the way we think, the way we feel, the way we decide, has to become saturated with Christ. There has to be a change in who we are. And this is God's salvation operating in the second stage. What a mercy that we could have this kind of experience of Christ coming into our entire being and mingling with us. This word mingling is so critical that we realize his intention is not just to influence us. His intention is to become part of us, that we become part of him, that we together are living this life. This is the salvation in the wilderness that we would become those who are fully mingled with him. Thanks, Gary. Let's go to Witness Lee for our final portion today. You all have to go on from the wilderness to cross the river to get into your spirit. Here you meet the rich Lord. And here you have the heavenly walk. Now, I must add a word. Here we have God's habitation. Here we have the heavenly ladder. Here is the expression of God. And here is the kingdom of God. And here we are in the Sabbath. We are in the Sabbath day enjoying the heavenly rest. Hallelujah. Three stages of God's salvation. It's so interesting to see these three stages of God's salvation just correspond with the the experiences in the tabernacle or in the temple because both the tabernacle and the temple are of three sections the outer court and the holy place and the holiest of all the situation of the Hebrew believers they were saved in the first stage but they were staggering in the second stage wandering in the soul by wandering in the mind and being in the danger to drift back to the first stage. This book was written to them to warn them and to encourage them to go on. Encourage them to enter into the third stage, the gold land. That is the church life with the expectation to be ushered into the kingdom life. To enter into the Sabbath, to enter into the proper church life, it's all together a matter in our spirit. Amen. The holiest fall today is both in the heavenlies and in our spirit. 
Here we have God's habitation. Here we have the heaven ladder. Here is the gate of heaven. And here is the throne of God. And here is the holiest of all. And here we enjoy the church life. And we are in the Sabbath. And this Sabbath will usher us into the next better one. Gary, what does it mean practically that God desires to bring us into our spirit, which will ultimately usher us into the coming Sabbath rest. Well, we've seen that the goal of God's full salvation is to enter into the good land of Canaan. Hallelujah. The full experience of Christ. Amen. Another aspect, which is the tabernacle, Brother Lee indicates that the experience in Egypt corresponds to the outer court, the altar where we receive God's salvation from sin, God's redemption through the blood. Then we enter into the holy place. There we experience something of the eating of the bread from the table and the light from the lampstand, and we're accepted at the golden incense altar. But the goal is to enter into the holiest of all, into the presence of God. There we have the speaking of God. There we have the throne of God. There we have the experiential receiving of the bread, the hidden manna. There we have God's Shekinah glory shining. This is God's goal. The entrance into this place is arrived at through the holy word of God operating in us. And it's really significant that Hebrews chapter 4 goes from verse 11, which indicates our need, into verse 12, which indicates our solution. And that is the Word of God, which is living and operative, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to dividing of the soul and the spirit. So here, that operating word in Hebrews 4.12 is the key for the experience of entering into the holiest of all. We must learn what it is to know Christ as the Spirit. We must know what is the difference between that experience of Christ and the living in our soul so that we live now in the reality of God's presence, in the reality of his throne, in the enjoyment of his person operating now within us and us with him. Gary, thank you very much for coming in today. It's a joy to be with you. Hope you come back very soon. If you'd like to call us, our toll-free number is 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888 888- You can write to us at Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or email to radio at lsm.org. Please join us as we continue with the life study of Hebrews. For Gary Kaiser, I'm Matt Miller. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. 
For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.